welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Headlines are dominated by announcements made way too early, delays, live service woes, subscription services, and more in a big news week. But fear not, we're bookending the episode with some early Wonderlands impressions and a look at Returnal's new Ascension update. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Lost a game of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You better stop with the lies. Just just admit it. Never. <laughs> stop with the lies. You've lost two games. I lost How two many games. did you lose? It's even. It was two games. Two games? I'm pretty sure we played at least five. No, it was two games and it was two games. I got my eye on you, friend. Nah, see, because I never lost a game of Mario Kart before in my life. Well, that makes two of us. You took my joke and you, and you just had to put it against me. I've never you hey man, lost I two games. Never lost a round of Natsume Championship Wrestling. We still on that? That was like almost probably a year ago. That was it's, definitely longer than a year ago. <laughs> yeah, it it's definitely a year ago, longer probably. What I want to know is when's the Natsume Championship Wrestling edition of SNES Revival? We gotta do that. We gotta bring it back. A full playthrough? I don't know, man. I don't know about a full playthrough, but I'm sure we could get a couple matches in. <laughs> unlock. We gotta unlock everything. All the all the skins or characters, if there's any to be unlocked. There should I'm be like, some. Is there unlockables in that game? I don't know. We've only Probably played not. it for the five minutes, where I definitely didn't lose. <laughs> oh boy, haha! Did I lose that one? Pretty sure I lost that one. Uh, I don't remember you losing that one. For the bit, though, I'm just going to say, I ain't never lost. I don't remember now, actually. Did you ever lose? I feel like you did. I've also never lost at Yu-Gi-Oh. So, let's get on with the show. Uh... No, no, we're not going to just glance through that. You've lost at Yu-Gi-Oh. Not with my prank kid's deck. <laughs> no, you, you lost. See, we no, still haven't I've talked about <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh game, the new one, the Master Duel, on the show one? yet. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm glad I played that from the get-go because I was able to work my way up to the platinum rank in like a week, and I don't think I will ever be able to do that again because all the all the broken decks are in there now. And I and I used a broken deck, but like when we talk about that game and my my experience with that game, it should be pretty good, but it's probably not going to be today. We take that on a different day. Yeah, today before we get started. I wanted to bring up Wonderlands. So I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, but I just want to give some quick impressions of Wonderlands because by the time this episode goes up, it'll have been out for a week. And when we record it, it's only been a day. So um, immediately off the the rip here, if you love Borderlands 3, you're going to love this because the gameplay is very much similar but also does a lot of interesting things with the formula to make it not feel like a clone of Borderlands 3. So, like, Mm -hmm. instead of grenades, you have uh, magic spells. 
And these are like wildly different from grenades. Some of them will send out like an explosion. Some of them will drop like a explosive like orb onto enemies. And some of them like the one I got, like I got my first orange in game this morning. It was a spell and it shoots out like, like a small spear, but it recharges so fast that you can keep doing it. And if you get a critical hit, it halves the recharge time. And then it does like dark magic damage so the way dark magic works in wonderlands is that if you hit an enemy with dark magic damage um you will get health on return kind of reminds me of outriders uh, skill system where like your skills will restore health so dark magic restores health so like every time i'm throwing these things it'll like slow them down and then the the gun that i'm using will use dark magic to start refilling my health based on damage so it's like i think if you hit for eight it might heal me i think it's dependent on what like dark magic stat you have or whatever there's like a bunch of different stats that you get to customize so it's like this is a game that makes you more or less more in control of the build than ever before. You're not entirely relying on weapons and items that you get, but you're also working out the stats and going through your, you know, your little action skill chart like they have in all of them and setting up different things. And then you've got two to choose from at the start, and I think there's more later. Um, some of the classes have companions that you can, you know, mess around with, like... Honestly, I'm a little shocked that I chose this class called Graveborn because it's not usually my style, but I thought it mm -hmm. sounded cool to have not only a companion, but have a move that like, it's like a blast wave, basically, and not to be blast confused wave. with the Echidna. <laughs> I, got, I got that right there. Um, it's like a wave, wave that shoots out and like affects enemies with dark magic. And it cuts your health down while you use it, but you get it back uh. upon return because you're using a dark magic attack to go back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Can you um, repeat that last line? A dark magic attack. A what? <laughs> a dark magic attack. But yeah, there's a lot of customization to how you want things to play out in-game, as well as a character creator. So for the first time in Borderlands history, you are making your own character, and the cosmetics that you earn in the game are like, you can change your armor to look like this or have this pattern. Get this hair mm -hmm. color because there's no green hair at the beginning, so I can't make Jolene Cujo. Okay. Um, All right. But I've played maybe five hours, and you wouldn't know that because PSN's not been keeping good track of time played on games since there's like a 20-hour no. discrepancy in Elden Ring. But also Wonderland's in-game, I think, has been having some problems with like shift connectivity because it's also not been running my clock up in-game. <laughs> so I don't know how long I've been playing Wonderlands. I'm assuming it's around the five-hour mark. I don't want to spoil anything about the plot because you haven't it's played new, it yet, yeah. so I won't. No. And also the game's new. But I do want to say that the enemies you fight in the beginning are skeletons, obviously. We talked about skeletons a lot last week, I believe. Um, and they sound like a cross between Skeletor and our very own Gamekeeper. And I just want to say that I don't know if it's because this game is rated T that the writing is so top-notch because it's not full of a bunch of, like, <laughs> you know, Borderlands has that toilet humor um mm -hmm. there's not a lot of that in this but like when you defeat one of the skeletons he says i died like i lived dead 
and for some reason, <laughs> I've heard it three times in game, and it gets me every time. Like I'm hearing it for the first time, like it's a super, like it's a surprise or something. I'm like, I'm very good, Wonderlands. Very good. A nice all-star voice <laughs> cast too, good. like Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. Very good. I- I'm loving this so far. Um, oh, wait, Andy Samberg's in it. Yeah, I think he's Valentine. I- I'm pretty What's sure the- it's Andy Samberg that's Valentine. Right. And Wanda uh, Sykes is the robot, it. Fred. And oh. then, of course, Will Arnett is the, the big bad guy. A few little differences that I think need to be discussed before we get on with the show in Wonderlands. Um, yeah. There is an overworld, like, in A Final Fantasy. This overworld is just a way to get to new big locations. There's some quests on the overworld, but usually you use the overworld to travel from one giant borderlands-esque location to another but in the Mm -hmm. map as you travel there are little areas you can go to to like pass through to get to like a higher part of the overworld or you can go into grass like in pokemon and there will be combat encounters which are brief maybe like three minute you know horde mode rounds where you can fight a bunch of enemies get a little bit of loot and just move on so and they're entirely skippable if you like melee the the overworld character but sometimes you'll have to do them if you want to go into like a building and get out on the other side of the overworld but it's generally just a place where you are going from one big named location to another and surprisingly the side quests you find in those big locations this time are very they're like beyond Borderlands 3 level of, you know, detail where, or, or longevity, basically. They're, I've, I just finished a pretty long quest line. It's just optional. So um, they're, they're hitting a lot of marks here. My suggestion for anybody playing Wonderlands would be to, since the game is very melee focused, you know, you get to switch your melee weapons around and everything now, to switch your melee to like R1 and then put action skill on a stick because <laughs> you don't want to be like constantly smashing the stick down to use your melee. Oh, when, really? Yeah, you just want to. You just want to hit. Uh, yeah. So it's like if you remap the, um, you can remap in game. That's something I always loved about Borderlands. 3. Okay, that's good. Um, I was going to say. I would like, say that's... put the melee on R one because you use it a lot. Put the action skill on L three because you'll use it from time to time. And like always with a, an FPS map your run button to r3 so you only have to just click the stick down and let go of it that's what i always do in these games but definitely melee needs to be mapped to a button if you want to not feel like you're breaking your 60 to 70 dollar controller so um we will get into wonderlands it's gonna i think it's gonna be on both of our rotations for uh, i mean probably as long as Borderlands three so we'll talk about it but right now we got other things to talk about. So, this is a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we're talking about, well, there's some things in the news today, <laughs> for sure. Have we, was that our intro this whole time? No, <laughs> somehow it just keeps no. getting longer and longer. No, I'm like, if I don't talk about we... Wonderlands now, we'll never talk about it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but have we not introduced ourselves yet? No, I'll do that right now. I'm Daniel. This is my good friend and co-host, Robert. And Robert, I thought I would start today's episode with a question. All right. How are you doing? Okay. uh, (laughs) uh, Pretty relaxed. 
uh, been relaxing lately for a bit. Uh, so I'm enjoying my, my uh, downtime. How about you? I same. I'm in the same boat here. I, I've 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 done a lot of relaxing this week. I think <laughs> I think we deserve think. that week of relaxation. We also hung out this week. That was pretty cool. We did. But as this is a podcast, we do have some news to get to, and I think we should start with some really happy news. You know that game Fortnite? Yeah, I know about Fortnite. Yeah. Say what you want about Fortnite, listener, anybody hearing this right now, but they are donating 100% of their proceeds to like humanitarian relief in Ukraine for, I believe, two or three weeks. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. dates, but it's going it on was... as we record, and they've got $70 million to donate already. Yeah, I was going to say that it, it was... Uh, from March twenty third, I think to April third. Yeah, maybe so more, maybe maybe a little a bit. A couple earlier. days after this, episode like mid March, yeah, think. yeah. So it was like mid March to to April third, and yesterday they because they kind of just not not give a you know a, a precise number, but they say they reached already seventy. So, and it's not even like they're taking a portion of it. It's all a hundred percent of the, whatever they mm-hmm. get from that time period is a hundred percent going towards the that is uh, commendable that is charity absolutely commendable and uh I, I, since i've will say this i've i've purchased some v bucks how do I, how is it it's a win-win for everybody yeah. you, you get to get your v bucks and also not only to get v bucks they actually throw in a couple extra ones so it's kind of just like you for those are like and in a sense, it's kind of like, oh, like, you get a little bit more with this. I think, like, it's a 10% bonus for... for uh, Yeah, the way microtransactions work in a game. 20, like yeah, it's a 10%, attack. 20, 25% on, on a 32, and then it's a 30% more on an 80. And I purchased the $80 one because I was just like... It's gonna go towards the charity, so I was yes. like, I'll just a hundred percent. So I'd say this is one of those yeah. rare moments where I'd be like, if you want to do microtransactions during this donation period, then like go for it. Yeah, that's like I said. The one thing is that a hundred percent of of everything that they're getting is not even like it's not going towards them. It's going towards the charity, so it's like I said, it's a win win for everyone because I think Epic can. Because if you look at how this is, Epic has already made seventy in the short time. You know, it's been like this. Yeah. Where, you know, because think about how long the game's been out. Four or five years now. This kind of does give a, a, a kind of a glimpse on how much, you know, much money they kind of make. Yeah. If, But it's sort of like, the, you can look at it as like, you know what, they actually were just, you know what, let's not... We can take some time off and, and do something a yeah. bit positive for the world. We which, know, you know how much I, money I, I a AAA, you know, company will make from their games. But like... Since V-Bucks don't expire, as far as I can tell, this no. period of time would be the time to start banking some of those up because you know your money's going to a really good cause. So I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, 30% more. If you purchase the $8 one, 30% more V-Bucks. So it's thing is like 13,000 V-Bucks. That will get you for a good like time. Mm-hmm. You will, you will not need to buy V Bucks for a good amount of time. If you don't if you don't like buy skins every day. Like if yeah. you don't buy a skin every day, you wait a while till the skins you really want, then yeah, you'll be set for a long time. So let's pivot from that and talk about something that shouldn't have happened. C D Project Red. 
game developer has announced a brand new installment in the Witcher series. Now, this is said to run on Unreal Engine 5 and be like a whole new chapter in the Witcher saga, probably with different characters and everything. I'm looking forward to the Witcher new game. I'm not going to lie. Sure, I love that series. Here's the problem. Remember what happened (laughs) the last time CD Projekt announced a game? It took like years and years and years and years and years for it to actually come out. There's yeah. no gameplay for this new Witcher game. I I think as a, as a practice, it should be a, a sort of rule to not just as a company. Not imagine if we just had an idea. You know how many ideas we've had, and imagine if we announce them and they never happen, and we're just like, oh yeah, the idea is not happening. We just, it just never went through. I just think as a company, as so I'm not saying like we're a company, but we come up with ideas and we kind oh, of we've talk totally about them, but we've totally well, promised yeah, specials we gonna, haven't delivered on yet. Yeah, come, yeah, come. You know, you come on the pod and we tell you we're going to tell you this crazy idea that we have, and you think it's going to happen because it's from our, you know, it's from our mouth, it's our word, but we don't do it. Then it's just sort of like, well, people are either going to stop bothering us with it, or we lose trust in the, in, you know, the consumer. So, my thing is every company should have a practice where if the game's not even in development, if you're not even programming the game, they should not even announce it. They should just think about it, write a script, get it down, and once they start programming it, and it kind of looks like it's going to happen within the next, like, two, three years, like, you know, we could release this in two to three years, four years, maybe, yeah. announce it. Then you can announce it, like, yeah, we're working on it, it's in development, we got some coding in, we're going we're gonna to work on it. Not when you just, like, eh, I think it's about time we're going to make a new game, let's just announce it that we're going to make one. No, don't, because then it's... Franchise. Yeah, it's it's going to be so much pressure on the company. You're going to put pressure on the employees. It's pressure on everyone. The fans are going to demand a game because not even because they're in the wrong. Because I get it. Maybe if they if the company never announces anything and people are just asking, it's like we've never announced we're going to do another one. They're like we haven't said anything. Like we never said we're going to make another one. But then when you announce it and you tell people, yeah, we're making another, we're making, and then you just keep delaying it, delaying. It, they're going to be very upset and you're going to lose that trust in the company. I mean, this is. Sounds a lot like Cyberpunk being delayed, next-gen versions being delayed, and all the, you know, crunch and stuff. Um, I hope the development of the new Witcher game is not as rocky as, you know, Cyberpunk was. But, like, this whole practice of announcing the game this long before it's going to come out, and with, you know, Mm -hmm. just an announcement. There was no logo or name or anything. Um, I can think... Of only one time Nintendo has done this since the Switch released, and that was Metroid Prime 4. Um, otherwise, yeah. Nintendo does this thing where they'll announce a game and it'll come out like six months later, and it'll be a high, high polished AAA game a lot yeah, of the it's, times. I think the only thing with uh, Metroid is that I think they were confident in the you know the, the progress they, of it, yeah. and they it was had Namco Bandai a, at first, and then switched, yeah, I think, and then switched back to. Retro. Basically, it wasn't Retro Studios. It was someone else. And then, uh, out of nowhere, they probably just they didn't like it. They were like, you know what? This is not where we you know envision the franchise to go, or we don't really like the style this is. You know, they could they're probably maybe we could try a different studio to see how it goes. And then they were confident at first, but then when they come to like, oh, actually, it's not as we wanted it to be. So they're just like, you know what? they're not canceling it but they cancel that version they're gonna get retro studios so it's sort of like retro has to pick up where the other company left off or entirely scrap it and start from scratch scratch. yeah i think that was i think that's why we still don't have any information on mp4 it's like they're they're just like but at the same time my my whole point too is why have 
a different company from the get-go when you know it's sort of just like if why not go for the tried and true retro makes me wonder if they were working on something else too but we'll never know maybe maybe it's sort of the idea that why not try a different you know sometimes like i said yeah the creator or something is always gonna be the one that quote-unquote has but sometimes a creator can do things for their creation and it's just not for the you know it's not for the best it's sort of like for the worst they're like just do something that doesn't make sense and so when someone else who's more passionate about it can do better we've had examples like that but you know uh, hopefully they can yeah basically (laughs) like i think if you got the original creator sonic and they try to make a new one i don't think it would be as good as mania yeah mania comes from a a a, a good heart (laughs) for sure basically so you know hopefully I like how this turned into Metroid Prime. That's what I was about to say. Uh, But hopefully that gets them. But yeah, CD Projekt Red announcing a game. Like I said, just announcing. It's like if we had an idea. Or we had an idea for a podcast. Let's say, like, uh, we're going to do virtual reality podcast. And then we're going to do it on VR. And it never happens. And people are going to You know why that wouldn't happen? Because neither of us have a VR set. Actually, I have that Labo VR. So I don't know. I don't know. No, it's just that. I don't think it would just too much effort just for something that I feel like we would not be that passionate about. And that would be not that VR is bad, but we're just not passionate about VR like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like, don't announce something just because it's an idea. Yeah. Announce it when you actually have some progress in like the game itself. Th- this to end this topic, it always takes me back to that classic E3. I think it was Oh six where they announced final fantasy versus 13. A game that not only mm-hmm. never came out, but also got changed into another game that wasn't actually great. And whose DLC got cut short by, I don't know, Final Fantasy fifteen, baby. <laughs> Speaking of games that got announced too early, Suicide Squad got delayed till next year as well. Oh, um, so, I believe Suicide Squad kills the Justice League was part of the DC Fandom 2020, which was actually the first ever news story of Markers on the Map, this podcast you're listening to. Uh, so that game's been delayed till next year. I guess that's fine considering Gotham Knights comes out this year, but I think that was also supposed to come out like last year. But, you know, COVID messes things up. I want to play this game. It looks great based on the stuff we've seen, but like, I'm not even going to get hyped for it now. It's been delayed again. Yeah, uh, we'll see what goes on. Maybe they delayed it because they thought it was going to take a longer while. Maybe if they fix something faster than they, you know, anticipated to be, they're just like, oh, we actually fixed this pretty quick, so maybe they announce it a little bit sooner. Yeah. And- maybe, because, you know, it, it's a safe bet to just be like, let's just say it's coming out next year, but then if they fix whatever it was, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we could release it next month or two months from now. So it's like, like okay, we can actually something. announce it to come spring out pretty soon. Yeah. Like, Um, early fall, late spring, something like that. This, just to talk about this game for a second, it it does a few things that I don't like to hear about games, but I trust Rocksteady as a developer to where I think this will be, like, really good. So, I mean, cautiously optimistic about Suicide Squad. I think I've been saying that for two years now. (laughs) Here's something I haven't gotten to say in a long time. Are you ready? Alright, go for it. Godfall news, baby! Oh my, I forgot about that. Godfall, former Epic Game Store and PS5 exclusive turned PS4 also, is also now coming to Xbox and Steam. 
Godfall everywhere, everybody. Bit too... I don't know, Godfall. Eh. I defended this game. This is a good yes. game. Unfortunately, I never had... Nobody played it. <laughs> very few people played it. I won't say nobody, because that's not true. I played it. But very few people played it. Um, I always thought it looked great. Worked mechanically. Maybe a little too overwhelming. Even for me. Like, making a build or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's on everything uh, in a couple of weeks. So... I mean, dude, I tried. I, I tried to play the. I I couldn't. I was like, I was. Some on, of the controls are I very think, weird. I think if we had, if I had been in the mood, we probably could have got through it. But I was so done with it by then because I had been trying to get the last. I only have two trophies I need to get, but you need to do this online mm-hmm. co-op thing, and it's just so hard. And it's just like Godfall news, baby. Yeah, we'll see how. It, Maybe with a, you know, more people playing, maybe I don't know, but I, I think. I mean, I think we've already got our gearbox game going for. <laughs> it was like, uh, how would I say? It was like when PS5 first announced. I was like, you know, uh, Demon, uh, Demon Souls, like that's pretty hype. Uh, Destruction All Star has potential, but you know how that turned out. It, it had its potential. Still a good game. Just let it die. Didn't have the player yeah. base, and it was free. Come people on, guys. Just let it die. Car it combat and then, combat. Uh, if anyone who's actually arguing that Godfall was going to be like some like uh, as like it just, I would have said slow your roll because it's like I don't think it's going to be any type of it's going to be like a one off. I don't think it was going to be a franchise. I did enjoy it, but it, it is very pretty. But at the same time, I was like the only one I knew who played, and I mm-hmm. needed games for the PS5 when it came out. Miles Morales wasn't that long. I was like, I need another game. Unfortunately. I like Wonderlands better than Godfall, so I'll just stick with that. Exactly. <laughs> um, just a quick little thing. There's a new independent studio, Haven. Um, PlayStation acquired them for work, I believe, on a game as a service, which goes with this whole idea that Sony's planning on releasing like ten of those in the next handful of years. I don't know how I like. I don't know how I feel about companies like AAA companies, like the major companies going live service, but. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they'll... I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think there's any... You know, we know how it'll go. I don't think there's, like, a... Maybe that'll be different. I just think a live service is a live service. And on that note, uh, GT7, we did talk about that last week, Gran Turismo 7. They gave yeah. an update on the whole situation with their microtransactions and, and reward payouts and, you know, the downtime with the servers. They're going to give everybody, I believe, a million in-game credits for the for the trouble and i believe they're talking about reassessing the payouts of some of the races and adding some endurance races and all that like it's still always online which i don't understand because a lot Mm. of the stuff in this game is single player content but this is the thing with live service games there's always like oh we heard your responses we're working to change it that's it's it's like if the systems weren't in there in the first place the microtransaction systems or whatever we wouldn't have to be having these conversations but it's not just i'm not gonna just say it's grand turismo 7 it's pretty much you know 85 percent of triple a games that come out nowadays you gotta love yeah i mean you gotta love wonderlands for not doing it you gotta love elden ring and kirby for not doing it it's like I said. It's no longer about how 
how can we make this game fun to make us money? It's just sort of how much money can we make off this game, regardless yes. of it being fun or not. Exactly. And I, I was just, I've, I've talked to you about this. I said, to go on Elden Ring for a second, I like Elden Ring because when I criticize the things I don't like about Elden Ring, I'm criticizing things that are in the game and not the economy surrounding the game. Like, when I criticize something like that Chocobo Racing game, I haven't played it. I hear it's fun, but I know when I play it, I'm going to be like, this is fun and all. But before I can get to why certain parts of the racing annoy me, I'd have to preface it by saying, you know what really annoys me about Chocobo GP is the battle pass and the microtransactions. It's like, I like when I can criticize a game without having to talk about that stuff first. But when that's there, it's just like, it's omnipresent. It's like, that's always going to be the first thing you think of when you criticize that game. There's microtransactions. Um, there's boosters to level me up. Or they're making me, you pay $60 for RE3 and, and um, resistance, yet there's still little boosters for XP so you can earn costumes in-game instead of, you know, earning the costumes in-game. Stuff like that. Yeah, uh... I think at at the end of it, I'll say this. It's sort of like Splitgate. You tried it. You played it. You agree that, hey, it has potential. It's fun. But all the in-your-face microtransaction and just how complicated the whole like UI system is and all this stuff kind of turned you down from it. You're just like, it has potential, but they just ruined it. Here's the thing is if, if Splitgate had... No battle pass, but just you could just buy cosmetics, and they were a, a reasonably priced cosmetics. I think they could still make their money off it because this this is not a triple A AAA game. This is a you know I would even put it in like what might be indie. You could, could probably consider it indie. indie. It's an indie game, yeah. So like it's indie game. It's not the it's not that. It's now we might be bad, wrong on that, like but I maybe consider it triple A. Yeah. It's not a triple A like quality game like God of War where you know it maybe the cosmetics are a little bit harder to produce. But in the, my point is, if Splitgate had an easier UI, simple, uh, uh, you know, uh, colors and costumes and skins and all that stuff, just simple, easy, none of this like battle pass stuff and all this stuff and blah 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 blah. And it was just about the game and it being fun and just working on that with having skins on the side. I think we'd do better. Plus, also, just as, like, if anyone needs to hear this, if you're buying a skin, don't buy a skin because you need to have every skin that ever came out or because it's the new skin and everyone likes it, but deep down you don't. Buy a skin for a game because you actually like it. I fall into this trap, which is why I have to stay away from... A lot of exactly. these systems, like when I when I play Borderlands Three, thank God there's no microtransactions because I want all of those skins, I want all the heads. See, it's 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 a it's a thing with a lot of us where we're like, I gotta have it all, which is why I have to stay away from things like, you know, Splitgate or um the the mining one, Deep Rock, Deep Rock Galactic. Like that's a fun mm-hmm. game, but I overwhelmed by all the different costumes and colors and i'm like i want them all it's like when you it's it's like it's so geared towards you seeing a list with like 17 out of 42 and you're like man it would look so much better if it was 42 out of 42 i fall into that with these things i i just i think you need to hear it you don't need every skin you don't 
you, I, you think when I play Fortnite, I see a skin and I'm just like, oh, I hate that skin. But, man, I got to have it. It's brand new or any emotes like that. I'm like, no, it's like if I don't like the emote or the skin, I'm not getting it. It's just like I don't want it. There's even some skins that are emotes. I'm like, oh, they're pretty cool, but eh, it's not, I'm not going to buy it because like it, it would just kind of be a waste. I wouldn't have used it at all. Yeah. And there's there's some like that. Not really a lot. There's like some are just like, oh, you guys could have not gotten it, but I'm still not upset with my purchase. It's just... Anyone actually needs to hear that, hear it. You don't need every skin. Get whatever skin you want because you like it and don't, doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's because you like it, you want to use it, you want to wear it, go for it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of videos on this exact topic from, you know, people like Stephanie Sterling. And I would urge listeners to go to listen to some of the commentary they have about, you know, loot boxes and microtransactions and all that because they are designed to get people to want to complete sets so it's definitely yeah like we you're definitely highlighting an issue that stems from you know oh what was it uh was it fomo fomo yeah the, definitely the fear FOMO, of missing, the fear out. missing out yeah it's it's sort of just like you think like oh if i don't have this skin i'm a, you know it's gonna be all blah 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 and it's just like no just get what you want because you want it it's sort of the idea where was an example of something uh let's say recently we all know i love spawn i I love spawn as a comic book as a as a figure as a lot i like to spawn and at the store i go to this guy who who collects and sells you know old figures new figures first person figures rpg figures (laughs) um uh, a lot of first episode references yeah I had a bunch of spawn stuff, and I remember there was two. Uh, I won't say how pricey they were, but they were on the pricey side. I won't say I was ridiculous. They weren't like thousands of dollars, but they were pretty pricey if, you know, for a figure, to say the least. You know, McFarlane figures go for 20 at max 40 That's for, like, the big ones, too. Uh, so I, I had to, I guess, quote-unquote, pay up for it, but it wasn't, you know, too much. But there was two of them. Roughly around the same price and different figures though, and I could have gotten both. I could have gotten both, but then I would be spending an extra extra amount of money that I could have used for something else. And I looked at it like, this is a cool figure. I like Spawn, but it's just not for me. I rather have the other one that I preferred more. I liked it way more. It was a way better character design for me was, and it was a better figure, and it was cheaper. I'm like, I- I'm only getting this figure because I want it. I don't care what no one else thinks. I don't care what that guy thinks. I'm getting it for me because I want it. Anyone would have been like, oh, you got to get them all. You, you got to get all the spawn figures. Not necessarily. I don't want all the spawn figures. I just want the ones that I like and I want to keep and I want to put them on my shelf and just look at them. So that's my whole point. Get anything you want because you actually want yeah. it. Not because the FOMO of you missing out and not having every skin. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous to and me. And like I do, I do have that mindset. It's it's a it's a it's a thing with the mindset, which is why I have to is stay that, yeah. away from most of the you know the free to play titles. You know, I've <laughs> I've even bought credits on Fall Guys. Now I haven't I haven't had the inclination to have all the Fall Guys costumes because I don't like some of mm-hmm. them. But like, I remember, and we'll get off this topic in a second. One last thing: remember when Borderlands Three had some glitched heads that weren't showing yes. up in the game? You know, I, I never so got upset. that TV skull. <laughs> Yeah, you and don't have that either. That's so crazy. For the crazy. life of me, for the life of me, 
I do remember the day you said you don't have this skin. I said no, and you were like, I I seen you wear this skin, and then I was looking back. And I'm like, I did wear this skin. Like I had this head. And I never knew what happened with it. It, it was disappeared along with the golden keys yeah. in Game of the Year edition. Oh my god! I'm still yo Gearbox. Hear me out. I lost my golden keys in the first one, the remake. I lost all my keys. Where are they at? Crazy Earl Adam. Oh, remember the email I sent because I genuinely sent it. I was genuinely like, well, I kind of want my keys. I kind of gearbox for response. that reason too. Literally oh. dialogue from Claptrap at the beginning of Borderlands. Great, another <laughs> dead vault hunter. Oh god, I can't wait till we co-op Wonderlands because we <laughs> we're gonna have some things. To oh, we say. got to. All right. But uh, speaking about uh, skins and subscription service and buying oh online yeah yeah we're doing this one not in order on the list but yeah since we're on sony still um sony might be revealing well by the time this goes up sony potentially could have revealed their ps plus ps now hybrid thing uh game pass Mm -hmm. competitor question mark um they probably according to rumors they were going to reveal it a couple days after we record this so we don't have anything to mm-hmm. say about that, but if they did, we definitely will next week, right? Yeah, we will. We'll see. I'm what excited happens. to see what that's all about. Um, especially if you can just, I don't know, not stream and download games. But we know that the hopefully don't. the infrastructure is probably a little more complex than that. But hey, I'd love if I'd love to see some prices here, Sony. Anyway, it's a big news week. We got a few other little things, and then one slightly bigger thing. Uh, first, some Nintendo stuff. Target is doing a promotion with Kirby where some of the little Target, like, orb things in front of the store have, like, giant Kirbys on them, and some Targets have Kirby bags. And I know if you get the game at Target, at least when I got it, I got a free pouch. I want to get the free pouch. Come on, Kirby. Uh, so that's cool. They I don't like do this <laughs> anymore. With what? They don't do this anymore. You used to get free posters for pre-orders or some games. Oh, yeah, free they posters? Don't do that, that much anymore. I have a Handsome Collection poster and a Borderlands 2 poster. Exactly. It's like, they don't do those that much anymore. Yeah. I There's a few other posters I've had through the years, but... So, aside from that, on the Nintendo front, uh, the Switch got a firmware update, which finally allows you to make folders for your games, and the same game can be added to multiple folders. So, if you want to categorize your physical games... Digital games, mm-hmm. first-party games, Pokemon games, Mario games, and then first-person first RPG, um, and then uncategorize them because it stresses you out, like me. Then this is the update for you. I can't wait for the um, themes update that is inevitably inevitably going to come in the next couple of years. Maybe mm-hmm. crossing my fingers. I like how they are finally adding things to the Switch after five years that should have been there. Like custom icons and folders. PS5 doesn't have folders yet. No. Well, do I, do I actually ever need? Does the PS? Well, PS4 did I, I have use, folders. I actually. used them on PS4. I forgot about that. It helped me manage the title menu, kind of like I tried to do before they expanded the title menu with that new firmware. Update. See, I didn't, I didn't mind that, but you certainly did. Yeah, I get obsessive about these things. Hey, you know what else the PS5 doesn't have? Uh, Halo. Yeah, but I was going to say Halo show because there's no Paramount Plus app on PS5. Oh, That's going to be the next thing I harp on. (laughs) The Paramount Plus. I don't know why. It's just simple. Just add the PS4 version. There's a PS4 version. Just add it. Do it. I don't think it's that difficult. Yeah. 
Maybe it is, I don't know. Might be. Here's something I thought we'd never get to, talking about Devil May Cry. So, Devil May Cry is a game series for, start on the PlayStation 2, it was originally supposed to be Resident Evil 4, I believe, but that's besides the point. They are doing a Devil May Cry themed capsule hotel in Japan, where the walls of the mm-hmm. hotel are covered in Devil May Cry posters from all the games. That's all that yeah, one Devil is. May Cry. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wonder it if is. it's Devil plot relevant like the Kingdom Hearts hotel. I hope not. I really hope because that time. Does the Devil May Cry hotel make you switch your characters every other mission? Make you switch the hotel room keys every other mission? (laughs) I don't know. I hope not. Okay, all jokes aside, though, I know this is. This episode's going up on April Fool's Day. You want to know what really sounds like an April Fool's Day joke to me, Robert? (laughs) Oh, this one. I think I know what you're going to talk about GTA Plus. Oh my god. GTA Plus has shades of Fallout uh, Fallout first in it. This is what? Mm-hmm. It's like $6 a month. It's a membership for GTA Online for the new gen of consoles. It's like 6 bucks a month. It gets you half a million GTA dollars every month. Uh, some bonuses. That's nothing. Some upgrades to vehicles. I know, I know it's nothing because PS Plus gave out a million for um, every month forever, right? That's, That's nothing. I'm saying this right now. Half a mil is nothing. You'll spend that. Cars, when cars cost three mil, that is nothing. For only and that's for like a $5.99 a month, your uh, nine-year-old online game, too, can have a subscription that's service. aged, like, very poorly because it's a 2013 game. It's running off, like, the GTA 4 engine. Sort of like it's still the same type of idea. You know how much Not the same Disney physics, Plus but... costs a month? Seven ninety nine, and they got There's Proud Family, and they got Mandalorian. And they always adding way more shows, like every month or every yeah. Moon Knight. By new. the time this episode goes up, I'd rather watch exactly. Moon Knight for an hour a week than play GTA Online for a minute. Think about it like. <laughs> Like this, Netflix is costing like what, like fifteen something a month, and they barely. And then Disney got the MCU like TV series universe. Yes, on their they got the they got the Netflix ones on there. That's a good like three hundred episodes of content then and there. Exactly. So I don't know. I could go into details on this, but I'll just say this: it's such. You're so disconnected from your fan base when your fan base is just like, just make good remakes like how GTA Trilogy was not great. It wasn't. It wasn't great at all. I'm There could be people defending it, but end of the day, it was a very poor port of those games. And I think we can all agree that we rather would have seen a, a complete remaster of GTA 3 instead of all three of them. Just the single I mean, GTA I'd have liked by same, remastered. same difference. All they could have done Vice City later, but they could have done all the GTA three completely remastered, twentieth anniversary, all the way, you know, just the whole nine yards and just amazing. It would have been perfect. Or give Red Dead its sixty frames update. Give G re release GTA four for an anniversary. You never know for I know thing that, I can't release in two thousand eight. That's one I'm actually I was actually interested in if they've ever exactly like, it, but they never but have. <laughs> they a, a very poor re-release of the original trilogy and then 
a, a GTA 5 port that most people weren't even hyped for. I only got it because it was 10 bucks. I was like, yeah, it's 10 bucks. I was just like... But, like, my question is... See, I've never played Grand Theft... Well, I've played Grand Theft Auto 5 back on the PS3. Now, they have a subscription mm-hmm. service for Grand Theft Auto 5. Now, my question is, is this game an MMO? Is that why they uh, have a monthly subscription fee, if you want? Is it MMO? I, I mean, at this point... It's, it's sort of the... GTA is, is such a... I don't know. It's just at such a weird point where I no one. If you play the online, sure, but it hasn't. It's a still 2013 game. They haven't really released. They 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 didn't do much with the Red Dead Online, anyways. They that sort of it just seems died on like they own. just they left care that about it. To yeah, die when I played it. it, and I did for a while. Uh, that's what I mean. But I mean, here's the thing. Like I always said. I don't think Rockstar would be doing any of this stuff if they don't think it had the potential to be successful. That's all I'm saying. It's sort of, at the end of the day, you know, who's the consumer? The gamers. So, Oh, they're selling it for $10 until mid-June. We gotta find some other way. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, oh, look, they're only, it's, because I was like, huh, interesting that GTA 5 is gonna be free for PS5. That's, I was like, I wonder why they would make what would make them the most money for free now it makes sense honestly i'm like okay now it makes sense why the gta online for ps5 was free because it's like oh i didn't pay for the online i guess i can pay five dollars a month for however how long it is and then you forget about it and then you remember like months later like oh yeah i'm playing for what subscription what gta plus yeah cancel that oh i know it's like when you when you're paying for subscriptions and you don't realize that you still are subscribed to something like you got Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and all the things, and you're there's like, wait, so what am much. I? Peacock, you can't. There's no. Yeah, there's no time so to watch much. all this stuff. Okay, and just, just no. there's no time to play specifically GTA Online when I got a bajillion other games I want. I'm interested in from indie to like AAA. But mm-hmm. there's that. There's our little piece on that. <laughs> yeah, the definitely will not will forever not ever no. not in a million years it's I like fallout first more. i'm not interested in that either you know how many v bucks you could probably get in, in a couple months if you pay for ps plus you know how many skins you can get in fortnite come on yeah come or on. like i don't know indie games oh <laughs> oh oh did it ever tell you that fortnite they got rid of the building yes yes the, you did like, they say for the but they got rid of the building yeah did we ever bring that up we haven't brought it up but we brought it up in in person you know, yeah, building but, with yeah the... The, that's crazy because, yeah, and I said, I'll say this, I'll be the first one to say, I don't want to be the first one, but I've said this when it first happened, I said, you know well that there's some kid out there or somebody bought a brand new keyboard meant for perfect Fortnite builds, bought a new mouse meant for, like, oh, this is, like, anti, like, you know, meant for building, man, and they're going, I'm going to run this the whole new season, man, this is all new gear and stuff like that, and Fortnite's just like, Eh, no builds at least for the first week but i will say uh i prefer no builds i've been honestly having a much better time uh playing it just you know without having some dude building an entire tower in front of me because i hit him from like a couple feet away uh just saying yeah yeah well i think that's all for news but i do have a, a nintendo direct rumor here it's it's weird it's kind of big letters on the paper the paper's turned sideways and it says look mm-hmm. on back so we'll do that in a second. But before we do that, Pokemon Drip. Feel like some Pokemon Drip? Drip. 
Uh, I already kind of could tell what I'm going to say about some of these. So we're doing Lucas and Dawn this week. They are the protagonists from Diamond Pearl, Platinum, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl. Uh, let's start with Lucas. Platinum look is definitely better. He's got that cool... I'm, uh, I don't want to say cool tie, but it's a tie. And I like the black I pants better than the parachute it's a, pants. It's a scarf, isn't it? Yeah, I guess since it's winter in Platinum, you could call I, it a scarf. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I don't like any of his outfits. I don't like him. I'm more of a fan of the platinum look. Let's say that. I always thought I, Lucas I was really one of the weaker like designs the for the um, male MCs. I don't. Pokemon. I really don't. The pants are, are too much sometimes. Uh, yeah, the shoes are or whatever. The pants, like I don't know. I just there's nothing I'm looking at that's like. Yeah, he got no. I, I don't. I see the scarf is trash too. I like how the scarf is probably like what he's most proud of. Like, ooh, I got this really. Nice, that scarf is trash. I would not wear that. He seems a little more middle. smug like, in platinum too. Yeah, he's like, I got me a coat with the with the scarf, and then he's wearing a scarf with just a shirt though. Like, when will you actually ever wear a scarf but not a jacket? So I'm you know saying I mean? like so a one like, badoof out of five. This is just garbage. I don't give him no badoofs. <laughs> no badoofs. No badoofs. He getting no badoofs. He's paired with one of the pinnacle of Pokemon designs, though, Don. Platinum look, again, steals the show. This is one of the coolest, I think. Just the way that... It just screams style. Like, this person went into, I don't know, an Urban Outfitters and came out looking like the coolest Pokemon trainer this side of a Twin Leaf Town. Still don't like it. You don't like Don's design? I don't like any I don't like any of his designs, bro. They're, they're garbage, no, no. bro. I'm talking about Don. Oh, you're talking about Don. Oh, I was like, are you still talking about Lucas? No, no, I no. Like, I said, like, move none on of them are Don. good. Oh, I was just like, none of them are good. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, Don, yeah, not bad. Design For a second there, I was like, what? Uh, How could you not like Don? No. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess the, uh, what's it? Ah, uh, what's the, oh, what is that she's wearing? Uh, the, the, and the, the, the black, it's not a shirt, it's a, but anyways, I could do, I could do without that. Maybe she could just wear a regular shirt. That would be fine. Bracelets are like whatever. I the definitely think cool. the platinum like look is better. Beanie, the beanie's dope. Yeah, the beanie's dope. That's one of the better hats in Pokemon. Now, platinum takes place in like winter, so she might yeah. still be cold wearing a dress, but it's definitely a look, and you can actually get that platinum look in the remakes. But there's like a cyber dress in the remakes, and it's all glowy and futury, and I like that too. But yeah, Don definitely up there in top level Pokemon designs. I give it a seven Badoofs out of seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I give I only go over, but I would, I would give it first one. I give it a, a three to a four Badoof, and then the last, and the second one I would give it a five mm. out of five Badoof. Good, nice Badoof scale we got here. Anyway, our Nintendo Direct rumor for this week. I'm gonna turn this paper over. Uh, there's <laughs> nothing on the back except the last line on the page has a circle around it like a big circle that's it just the last line just a circle yep so um, all right on the front it mm, says ooh. what if star wars but park builder so i guess that's our rumor a star wars park builder that sounds interesting it's like something i like and something you like so what if it takes place after episode four it's the death star being rebuilt right okay so it's like and it, here comes here comes emperor probably he's like well this place needs to get some fixing, and then Dark Vader's like the manager. You have to start rebuilding. You're just like a, like a new empire, like 
like coming in like oh we got to help build the death star and stuff like that and they start building on planets and stuff like that he'll bring peace security and justice to his new empire <laughs> that's a quote from revenge of the <laughs> to the Sith. um I, I think we could go beyond just the death star for this i think what if we designed whole entire you know areas for customers to come visit on planets like tatooine or endor the forest moon of endor like you can make like a whole area for your ewok customers to i don't know there's a lot we could do this with, with this there can be like an area where droids will go and hang out because these particular establishments don't uh serve droids so you could build residencies for the droids there could be a lot of there's a lot of good backdrops in star wars there's desert planets um forest planets and ice planets and i think each of them could have unique you know features maybe you could build maybe this could just turn into roller coaster tycoon or like a jurassic park um evolution where you just are like oh these are the 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 native species of this planet like these are giant star wars has some dinosaurs in it star wars has some giant bugs and maybe you know visitors from galaxies far far away can come visit them but i do like the idea of the death star being one of the central locations i think there was a game called tiny death star on the iphone way back in the day where you were kind of you know that game that fallout shelter Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, except oh, it was shelter. a Death Star. Yeah. Oh, I think... Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah. It actually does sound very familiar, actually, for some reason. It was back in the day, like, way back. like Vest! It was called a vest. That's what it was, That's the word I'm looking for. Vest! <laughs> for dumb- It's called a vest. Yeah, I was like, what is like, what is that called? I just, It's a vest. Now, listeners, if you're wondering what we're talking about, that part's probably going to get cut way down in the Pokemon drip when we couldn't figure out what a piece of clothing was called. It's called a vest. I was like, what is that called? I just remembered. It just hit me right now. It's called a vest. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vests, Anyways, this does sound like a game like solid on the Switch. The Switch has a lot of that, you know, pick up and play type stuff in a park builder sim. If it's yeah. chilled out, like you can take your Switch on the go, put a few pieces here and there and get going with it, I think. I'm going to take that Grogu plush and I'm going to take it everywhere I go and put them in the passenger seat. I've seen people carry around Grogu plushes at, uh, in Walmart before. But homie got us in the front. The boy. The boy. The boy. It's the boy. Let's call this game Star Wars Galaxy Unlimited. What if what if you can open El Pollo's Amano and the Death Star? Come on, a little bit of some franchise, that's, you know? Because that's, know, that's a crossover only markers on the map that's, could. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, hey! I mean, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, exactly. Anyhow, I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna try to analyze the back of this room or two. It's just I don't know why the last line of the page is uh, circled, mm-hmm. but hey, what can we do? circle i mean death star that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. circle death star all right so games let me talk about the returnal ascension update as quickly as i can i played the new returnal ascension update over the week and i have to say for a free update this is really as good as it Mm -hmm. gets this is fully fledged it adds co-op to the main set of six biomes i haven't tried the co-op but i hear it's really good what i tried was the actual ascension mode it's called the Tower of Sisyphus, and we know that Sisyphus is the guy that pushes the boulder up the hill and never quite makes it up to the top of the hill. So mm-hmm. it's kind of allegorical to the idea of the tower, 
where you are going through an endless horde mode and you're never going to actually quite finish because it's endless. But what it does is it adds to the plot of the game. And I've not actually finished the Ascension mode's main plot. I've gotten pretty close, which is unfortunate because I'm playing other games now. But um, basically you're going through... 20 floors at a time you fight a brand new boss you go up 20 more floors you fight his second phase with two health bars and then you go up to the Mm -hmm. 60th floor to fight his third phase which i haven't hadn't got to i think my highest was like 50 something um after a couple Mm -hmm. of tries um but it's kind of like if you want to sit down and play returnal and not have to worry about the exploration aspect of it this is the mode for you you go and you play an absolutely you know insane version of returnal where you are getting upgrades and leveling up your weapons at a really quick pace because the enemies just keep getting stronger and stronger overwhelmingly so at some points but it's it's like Mm -hmm. returnal is really fast paced but at the same time there's a lot of exploration involved so when you go into this tower mode it gets rid of some of the more redundant upgrades like you know the one that'll let you move faster because you're already moving at a breakneck speed and it won't let you do the double dash move because um the rooms aren't big enough for that so it's like we're gonna take away all the redundant ones just give you the ones that make you feel more powerful like a hollow seeker that has poison rounds that just keep shooting and then it'll portals will start coming out and shooting at the enemies there's a lot of tricks you can use in returnal to kind of mitigate certain things that seem tough and in the health upgrades come at a steady clip every time you beat a boss it'll do 25 percent more to your integrity um mm-hmm. certain floor it's not like a regular roguelike too where you would go into one floor and you'd have a choice of items like if there's four health upgrades there it will let you get all four of them and then just keep going and the points just keep going up if you go faster you get more points and then you're kind of ranked on the leaderboard at the end kind of redundant for someone like me who doesn't really care about the leaderboards for stuff like that Mm -hmm. um the new story stuff is interesting and i gotta say having not played returnal in like since i platinumed it like last may or something i still got it i was doing okay (laughs) i made it like 49 rounds in the, the second go of it so i mean hey man it's a testament i think to how good the game is to where you feel very familiar with everything as you go back into it um i don't think i've played a game that's that like that embraces that much arcadey type you know run and gun fun as returnal in ever and i think we owe it to mm-hmm. housemark making a triple a roguelike to where it feels like that um like even indie games can be harder to get back into than that but i i popped in returnal and i was like okay i know that it's a roguelite and it might be tough to get back into but no i was i was dominating so other than that they added a photo mode since i've played as well as the ability to save so i did all this platinuming and returnal before you could even save the game so i'm glad to see that a lot of those accessibility things have been added into the game finally yeah next best thing they could do is let you play the game with some of those filters on because that comic book one is nuts but yeah Oh, they don't let you play the game with a filter? No, no. Like, the photo mode filters, I wish you could play the game with those overlays on. Because some games will have filters. Oh, what? Like, some games, like, uh, you know, Ghost has the um, Kurosawa mode filter. Uncharted games have, like, amazing filters. Like, you can play the whole game where everybody looks like they're, you know, statues and everything like that. 
and like mm-hmm. some games let you do that i think ratchet and clank has a few of those like you can play the game pixelated or but yeah i wish returnal would let you play a game with that comic filter um other than that solid game worth revisiting always was worth getting and i don't know the next time we'll see a triple a roguelike but if returnal's anything to go off of like it can be done and can it can be done well but enough about that for now would you say we've done an episode we i wish we could have gone to through mario kart we'll do mario kart we'll do mario we kart have played week. the dlc <laughs> yeah so we have we have opinions on it i guess i'll just say a quick one is uh i enjoyed them oh definitely pretty good that ninja hideaway uh, can't wait for ooh, the new ooh. ones yeah <laughs> Uh, so some people didn't like designs or whatever. I don't know. This is a lot, but like we have played them, so don't yeah. worry. We'll we'll talk. About we'll address that people's soon. criticisms when we talk about them because I really can't agree with a lot of the criticisms of this DLC. But that's a conversation. That might for, be an episode yeah. for itself. <laughs> yeah, but for right now, I think this week is wrapped. Yeah, we want to thank you guys as always for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. That's where we have links to the podcast episodes. And you can find those at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, and our Podbean site. So, yeah, next week, probably talk about Mario Kart. Definitely going to talk about some Wonderlands. Might have some Kirby impressions for you. Um, we never know what we're talking about until we talk about it. So <laughs> Exactly. All right. There's not much left to say, though, friends except for something that I say every single week here on the podcast, and that is that the real Scooby-Doo and Looney Tunes cartoon universe adventure was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.